Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday, the 30th of May. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Inkem Ifejika. Zelensky leaves Kyiv for the first time since the Russian invasion. He met the troops that have been not just defending the city, but sort of, you know, actually pushing Russian forces back sometimes. And law enforcement is to be investigated in Uvalde, Texas. Their incident commander decided that children weren't at risk anymore. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine, where President Volodymyr Zelensky is in Kharkiv in his first trip outside of the Kyiv region since the war with Russia began. This is his first official trip outside of the capital since the invasion on February the 24th. Philip Crother is a correspondent for the Associated Press, currently in Lviv. He told Times Radio that this move is unusual and unsafe. Kharkiv is a city that is still being shelled by Russian forces. In fact, some AP reporters on the ground heard explosions just a few hours after video of Zelensky's uh, visit was published. Photos show the president wearing a bulletproof vest while touring the ruins and visiting troops stationed in Ukraine's second largest city. Antonia Kundi, reporting from Kharkiv, told Times Radio that the visit was a surprise to residents and a morale boost that the soldiers needed. He walked around central Kharkiv, kind of surveying the damage, and then was also around the front lines on the north and northeast of the city where he met the troops that have been not just defending the city, but sort of, you know, actually pushing Russian forces back sometimes as far as the Russian border. Mm. Um, So it was, yeah, incredibly significant for them. Elsewhere in Ukraine, Russian forces are advancing into the city of Severodonetsk, according to the regional governor in Luhansk. Zelensky said that 90% of the city's buildings had been damaged by Russian strikes, and more than two-thirds of houses have been destroyed. To the United States, where the Justice Department has confirmed it will review law enforcement's response to the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, that killed 19 children and two teachers. There's growing anger over why police took an hour to confront the gunman. Frank DeAngelis is the former principal of Columbine High School, where two teenage gunmen killed 12 students and a teacher in 1999. He told Times Radio that events last week have taken him back to that time. Every time there's another school shooting, uh, I start receiving texts. uh, You're in my thoughts and prayers, thinking of you if you need anything. And then within five minutes, the media calls. And this particular event took me back really to Sandy Hook. And I was sitting in my office and it was about a two hour time difference. And I started receiving calls from the media saying, are you following what's happening in Newtown, Connecticut? And it really did. It really does take you back to that time. And, you know, that I experienced the shooting at Columbine, but it continues to happen. So children inside the classroom made at least 11 phone calls to the emergency services begging police for help. The U.S. Justice Department has promised a fair, transparent and independent investigation into the police response. Jackie Goddard is the Times' U.S. correspondent. She's been at the Robb Elementary School, where President Biden and the First Lady Jill have visited to pay tribute to the victims. 
Goddard recaps the police response from last Tuesday. Those police who had been portrayed as the heroes who rushed in were found to have actually lurked for between 45 minutes and over an hour outside the classroom door where the gunman was holed up because their incident commander decided that children weren't at risk anymore. President Biden didn't make a public address, but he was met with this. On the way, Maverick's opening weekend is met with success and a Mountie saves a baby goose. Times of London Daily World Briefing Clashes have broken out as thousands of right-wing Israelis march through the Muslim quarter in the old city of Jerusalem, waving Israeli flags and shouting death to Arabs. Scuffles broke out between the marchers and Palestinians in the area, despite a heavy police presence, which was meant to keep order. At least 30 Palestinians were injured in the clashes. Earlier in the day, 2,600 Jewish residents entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque compound and appeared to be praying, defying the Israeli law that says that Jews may visit but that non-Muslims may not pray there in order to keep the peace. Before the clash, Palestinians had barricaded themselves in the complex, and some were seen burning Israeli flags. Israeli police said that they had arrested several Palestinians and removed dozens of Jewish visitors for violating visitation rules. The annual march by right-wing Israelis celebrates Israel's capture of the site in 1967. However, Palestinians see it as a provocation. To Singapore now, where it's starting to feel like a futuristic sci-fi movie as more and more companies are turning to robots amid a labor crunch in the city-state, exacerbated by the pandemic, and that's according to Singapore's Ministry of Manpower. COVID-19 restrictions prevented many workers from entering the country, and Singapore, which is highly reliant on a foreign workforce, now finds itself short-staffed in the services, hospitality and construction industries. Hotelier and estate company LHN Group has two cleaning robots and one mosquito control robot deployed on their premises on a trial basis. Group managing director of LHN, Kelvin Lim, says the robots are designed to work alongside regular workers rather than replace them altogether. The industry is also coming up with uh, more applicable robots to be used for the, uh, in the, for the cleaning industries. For example, uh, over here we also have a pest control robot that enable us to uh, uh, detect and eliminate uh, mosquitoes. According to the 2021 World Robot Statistics Report by the International Federation of Robotics, Singapore now has one of the highest robot densities in the workplace, with 605 robots installed per 10,000 employees. Keith Tan, CEO of Crown Digital, creators of a barista robot that serves commuters daily, independent of human operators, believes this innovation will go beyond Singapore. We are solving a universal problem within FMB, not just Singapore or Japan, but around the world. And um, automation will come in to assist us. Though not everyone is sold on this idea of the increase in automation, some residents still yearn for human interaction, a tough thing to replicate. The left-wing former guerrilla, Gustavo Perez, has won the first round of voting in the Colombian presidential election. He'll be joined in the second round by Rudolfo Hernandez, the former mayor of Bucaramanga. 
Perez, a former member of the M19 guerrilla movement and a former mayor of the capital of Bogota, won 40.3% of the vote. He's promised wide-ranging reforms to the country, including redistribution of pensions and the offer of free education in public universities. Mr. Hernandez has risen recently in the polls and has vowed to tackle corruption, despite being himself under investigation for corruption. Both candidates have taken to social media to reach young voters, with the 77-year-old Mr. Hernandez calling himself the king of TikTok. The second round will be held on the 19th of June. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on the Monaco Grand Prix, here's John Jackson. Sergio Perez won a rain-delayed, crash-halted and ultimately nail-biting Monaco Formula One Grand Prix for Red Bull on Sunday to make his dream come true and another evaporate for Ferrari's Charles Leclerc. The Mexican's teammate, Dutchman Max Verstappen, finished third, stretching his Formula One championship lead over Leclerc, who was fourth to nine points after seven of 22 races. Ferrari's Spanish driver Carlos Sainz was second for the second year in succession. The race was delayed by heavy rain in the south of France, with the action getting started under the safety car in the Principality. Meanwhile, in the second of the so-called triple crown of motorsport races to take place on Sunday, former Formula One driver Sweden's Marcus Ericsson won the Indy 500 race for Chip Ganassi Racing. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Tom Cruise's long-awaited film Top Gun Maverick is flying high after a bumper weekend at the box office. The high-octane action blockbuster with grip and aerial stunts made $151 million over the Memorial Day holiday weekend in the United States. It's thought to be Cruise's highest opening film, surpassing even his Mission Impossible franchise. The thriller sees the actor return to the role he first played in 1986, featuring U.S. Navy fighter pilots as they fall in and out of love and with each other. Top Gun Maverick has received rave reviews and tapped into nostalgia for the previous film. And finally, a very lucky baby goose is recovering on a farm in Kamloops, British Columbia, after being rescued by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The Kamloops gosling, now dubbed Little Jerry, was found by Mounties after they were called to a homeless shelter where a woman was housing the bird and refusing to let it go free. One officer attempted to return the gosling to the beach it had been taken from, however, no other geese were present and he was concerned the goose wouldn't survive there alone. Kamloops Constable Richard Christie then offered to take the bird home to his family's farm, where he has a safe place with some chickens, ducks, and a pond. Christie created a plan with the Conservation Officer Service for rehabilitation and eventual re-entry into the wild. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 30th of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.